Welcome to America, This Is You, a bonus episode. We had a lot of footage that didn't make it in to the series. But I wanted to share some of those with you. And to help me, I'm bringing on my producing partner who helped produce the whole series with me, Rob Schulte from SiriusXM. Say hi, Rob. Hi. Hi, Brittany. Hello. Thanks for having me on. This is really exciting. I really enjoyed working on this show with you. The interviews were all like so long and good, and I feel a kindred spirit with every single person I spoke to. Is that weird? No, I mean, like they definitely opened up to us, and it's it's hard in the moment when you're just like, oh my gosh, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Are we best friends now? I know so much about you. Yes. Or at least your work life. Right. So let's tell them some of the fun things that we didn't get to use in the actual series. Do you have anything good? Yeah, definitely. I picked a handful of clips. I'm sure you did the same. Maybe we can just uh, go back and forth. Yeah, a little tennis. Let's do it. Yes. First, I'm going to serve up this clip from Vin. You know, we started this podcast with Vin. Mm -hmm. So why not start the bonus episode with Vin? I found it really cool that he was into making documentary films and his thesis film, as he puts it, was just about following homeless people around and then how he would work with his, you know what, why don't I just let Vin talk? Yeah. And then I went to graduate school at UCLA and I majored in uh, documentary film. And my <clears throat> thesis film was about hobos. I followed hobos in um, uh, Santa Barbara, in the Santa Barbara area and lived out on the tracks with them, uh, hopped a freight train with them. Um, and that was my thesis film. And that got me a job back in Boston. Um, and I worked for Westinghouse Broadcasting for nine years, powerhouse TV station. I did mostly all their film and documentary work. And then after nine years, I decided, well, I must tell you, when I left California as a student and I drove across the border at Needles, I looked up at the sign and said, I'm coming back. And so nine years later, I came back and came out to L.A. and with my uh, then wife and my uh, five-year-old daughter, no job, didn't work for about nine months, um, but met a lot of people in that nine months. I felt that if I didn't have at least two or three interviews during the week to try and get work, I felt like I really wasn't up to my potential. And it turns out, interestingly enough, over those seven, eight, nine months, through the years, further on down, I wound up working for many of the people I met. Um, and it was, it was a great experience. So it was a little tough coming to LA, but I'd had nine years of experience in, in television and making films in, in Boston. So when I came to LA, it was, um, it was a very interesting situation. I loved that story. Yeah. Isn't Vin the best? He's done so much. It's been great. Like, it's insane. I'm so glad we were able to capture all of this information. Totally. So this is a pretty fun one. You know, Tom Bergeron and I, we're good friends now. He shared with me so many great stories about celebrities coming up to him and telling him about how they love the show. But this one is my favorite. It's my girl, Dolly Parton. Wait. Dolly Parton told Tom Bergeron how much she enjoyed AFE. Well, I'll just let Tom tell you. 
and I'm walking uh, into this, the building to go to my dressing room, and one of the staff members goes, have you met Dolly yet? And she's asking for you on stage. I went, oh, really? So I went, you know, bolted into the stage, and she was rehearsing, and she saw me, and she stopped. She went, Tom, I just love it when they put your head on other people's videos. <laughs> and that, that's a big tour bus favorite is is afe yeah so it's been it's it's amazing the range of uh of people who you wouldn't expect who who really love it that was incredible if dolly parton told me that she liked pictures of me on the bodies of other people (laughs) i i would probably fall over but that's just tom for you you know he can handle it i think that's when tom was like we got to stop doing this segment like you can't get any better than this yes exactly exactly okay jumping off from that point there was one interview that we weren't able to use in the series. We spoke with Susan Futterman, the director of broadcast standards at ABC at the time of AFE starting through a majority of it. She came in and just gave us a whole bunch of information about what can be aired, what can't, what rules the Bachelorette has versus AFV. It was a lot of information, and unfortunately, it wouldn't fit into the series, but I'm really glad we got that interview. Same. So I just wanted to play a clip from it. Striking the balance was one of the hard parts. You know, some producers would have had a whole hour of groin hits, but we had to have a balance in that, a balance in the three clips that would have gotten nominated, trying to just keep a a rounded show, show. Uh, was always the the sort of um, uh, challenge. And also making sure that our voting, especially on the $100,000 shows, represented America. We actually had many votes, many votes all over the country. Not all were televised. So we had a representative sampling of America if we were giving away America's $100,000 for America's Funniest Videos. And I mean, one thing that no one ever realized that but when we did the votes, you would see, you see people doing the votes in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we actually stopped down the show and did the vo- votes, the audience saw the clip as they were originally sent in, they, without sound effects and without, say, Bob Saget's voice or whoever was the host. It had to be on the basis that that person entered the clip. I was so grateful to be able to talk to her because I, I don't even know any of that side of broadcasting. So I was like, wow, that's that's a real thing. That's so cool. It was a really fun and uh, informative interview. Yeah. So I got a little bit of a maybe a tearjerker for you. It definitely (gasps) made me tear up. The original showrunner and producer, Steve Pasquet, he left the show um, after like eight years. And I was blown away by the story. I co-created the show with Vin in 1989. And it became my life from 1989 until 1995. The year before the show started... I met a young woman in a swamp in Australia, and she's Italian, and we hit it off, and I thought that she was really, really special. And as I was working on America's Funniest, I tried very hard to get her to come to America, and she would not come. She came from a very small town and very close to her family, and she was currently working and going to the university, and she was a little afraid to come to a place like the United States, such a big, big city. And I determined I can have her in my life 
or the show. I want her. Mm -hmm. And I left the show in 1995, and I moved to a tiny town in Italy called Cividali del Friuli. It was founded by Julius Caesar wow. in 56 BC, the same week he invented the salad dressing. It was a, <laughs> it was a big, big week for Julie. Oh, yeah. This town is about the size of Universal Studios. I was the only American in town, only one of about maybe three people to speak English. But I moved there for her. So I left the show for her. But I'm proud of the work I did. Love is real. It is. And sometimes you just got to know when to follow it. So I know that one of your favorite interviews was like tied. You didn't join me on the Tom interview. And I'm so <laughs> sorry that you weren't able to make that um, same uh, friendship connection that I did. But you you really enjoyed Alfonso and Bob. I did. I did. And I've got a couple of quick clips. They, they count as one because they're both short. Um, I really liked how Alfonso spoke about how he comes on to set and starts his day. But then I also enjoyed Bob's little snippet of his favorite clips and when he hosted SNL. It's great. Just take a listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one where a little girl's trying to cross a little uh, puddle in the ground and a little boy takes his jacket off and puts it down and she walks over it. And it didn't look set up to me. I don't know if a parent off screen was telling the kid to do that, but it was just really sweet. And then there was um, one they could never run when I was on the air. Um, and it was the monkey that uh, scratched his butt and then uh, sniffed his hand and then fell out, shook a lot, and then he fell out of the tree from the smell of himself and passed out and was out of frame. The camera never left frame of the tree, which was what was so funny about it. And you know he was okay. You know, you were, I wasn't worried about the monkey, really. I was sad that I couldn't show it because it made me laugh. And then I was hosting Saturday Night Live, and I wanted to show the clip and Lauren Michaels tried to get it, but they said it was ABC property. <laughs> I just, I show up on set um, and you know what I mean? Like, just just go do it. Um, I think the, you know, obviously all the the clips and the, my raps and all of that are all planned before beforehand. But when I get there, I just kind of just show up and whatever comes out, comes out. And um, I mean, my warm up speech is kind of the same now. I've kind of worked it to where it's kind of the same every week. But outside of that, it's just kind of talking with them and being fun and silly. I like, I enjoy people. So if I can, you know, be there and make it a, a better show for them while not distracting from um, the main goal, which is making sure that, that whatever's on tape is, is uh, good, uh, then I'll do it, you know, just to, to make it more fun. It's more fun for me. It's more fun for them. <laughs> Classic. I appreciate that. Thanks, thanks for pointing that one out. <laughs> but you've got, you've got the best one, right? I really do. I have the quintessential AFE behind the scenes story. I, you couldn't have made this up. So if you remember head writer Mike Pileschi, who, by the way, wrote for Bill Nye the Science Guy and Blind Date before coming to AFE. I just love that. He, Blind Date. I know. Do you remember? That was crazy times. <laughs> yes, I do remember him and I remember Blind Date. Perfect. I I just so appreciate the story when he had a very, very AFE-esque moment on the set of AFE. <laughs> so we were in... Florida, we were in Disney World, and I think that was Tom's last show. And we had confetti cannons off to the side. Michelle and I are on the set at the rehearsal. And the crew guy said, you guys shouldn't stand there. You should move over there. He moved me right in front of the confetti cannon. And they were testing the confetti, confetti cannon. It went off, shot me right in the butt. 
I jumped in the air. Michelle's laughing at me. Meanwhile, this is my butt. <laughs> and of course, they didn't get it on camera, which maybe that's for the best because I think I'd still still be seeing that clip. And then here's Michelle Nazareth telling the same story. I love it. Yes. We were at uh, Walt Disney World and we were shooting the finale. It was probably the 25th season. You know, at the end of the show, we have these confetti guns that go off and shoot confetti after we announce the winner. And we always do a test of that prior to the win to make sure that they're working. So I was standing there with the uh, one of the writers, Mike Pileschi, who's now a co-executive producer. And we were chatting, he was talking, and we did not recognize that he was standing directly on top of one of these guns. And we were ju- we were just weren't paying attention to what was going on. We were so engaged in our discussion, and the confetti gun went off, and this load of confetti, and these things are high powered, shot directly into his butt, <laughs> and it's extremely loud. Literally, his knees buckled, <laughs> and he just went, "Ow!" And the entire crowd, there was an audience and all these viewers watching the taping burst out into laughter. And I laughed solidly with tears just streaming down my face for a good 10 minutes. I will never forget that. Ugh, isn't it just like the greatest thing in the world? (laughs) I am so glad that that story was able to be told. Um, Twice. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's perfect for the bonus episode. It really is. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Rob Schulte from SiriusXM, producer of all of these episodes prior and in probably this one in the future. Wait, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. No, no problem. I'm happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, Like I said, it was a pleasure making these uh, episodes with you, Brittany. This has been a blast. Ditto. Thank you for listening to a bonus episode of America, This Is You. 